ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, June 17th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling us today on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure coming up today on the program. A little bit later on in the hour, we're going to hear from Luke Creasy, Luke working for the Herald-Dispatch covering the Board of Governors meeting today. He's got some more information on the baseball park that might not be built until the 2024 season. That seems to be the timetable. Now bidding might go out next year. He'll give us a little bit more detail on that. It looks like we're going to get a an adequate ballpark. What that means exactly, I'm not sure. I know there were some wish list items, according to the report and listening to the Board of Governors meeting and kind of getting an idea of where this project is. But there's some things that might not be in this ballpark. I'm of the mindset, if you're going to build it, build it right. But at the same time, I'm also of the mindset that build it. Just get get a ballpark. Anything would be better than what currently exists for the Thundering Herd. So Luke's going to tell us more about that. You know, that might be a campaign promise from Huntington Mayor Steve Williams that goes unfulfilled. He said that there will be a new baseball park by the time he's uh, done being mayor. Uh, 2024, we're cutting it close, aren't we? Also, Marshall Athletics reporting today it's going to return to full capacity at events this fall. So that means 100% capacity, Marshall football and all other sporting events. So if you haven't got your season tickets, uh, there is a strong push on social media right now from Marshall Athletics, Coach Huff, and everyone involved trying to get that push going. And I can understand why they're trying to get that push going because also part of this Board of Governors meeting today, the report from Car Sports, this was an outside firm, its job basically to look at the athletic department, look at the finances, look at everything, and make an evaluation in a nutshell and I'll get Luke to talk a little bit more about this later as well. Uh, in a nutshell, the staff, what staff they have, they're, they're understaffed to begin with. Their staff is underpaid, and they need more revenue streams, and there's some suggestions on how to go about that. So we'll get into all of that with Luke, but we're not done. Later on in the program as well, I've got West Virginia men's soccer head coach Dan Stratford. Had a chance to catch up with him, so I'm looking forward to bringing that to you this afternoon. Damn, really a great conversation with him. Say what you will about this Marshall WVU thing that you've got going on. Uh, Chris Grassy, Dan Stratford, top shelf guys all the way. So it was a fun conversation. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as West Virginia will be joining Conference USA as an associate member in the 2022 season for men's soccer. And so that brings me to my first guest coming up here in the next few minutes. I've got Clifton Douglas, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services at Conference USA's main offices. He's going to join us in the program. We're going to talk a little bit about why West Virginia is joining Conference USA, how it came about, get his thoughts on, of course, soccer as one of the strengths of the league. We'll talk to him here in the next few minutes. As I mentioned, Dan Stratford, WVU's head coach, 
Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch. We get a jam-packed show today. I like it this way. This is not going to happen every day, but this is how I like it. Jam it up. We've got somebody interesting every single break to talk to us, and I think we've got that done today. Also, coming up tonight, NBA playoffs, Game 6, Brooklyn Nets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got that one for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. NHL Stanley Cup playoff action. Game three semifinal game between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. A game happening tonight from Uniondale, New York. Series all tied at one game apiece. Tampa Bay really waking up in this series, so I think we've got a contest. This one also going to be on USA Network. More people have USA Network. Also streaming on Peacock and, of course, the NBA game on ESPN. So you've got actually options tonight. If you're going to watch a little hockey, you want to watch a little NBA action, you want to watch both, you've got options. And, of course, we'll have the games for you on radio, hockey on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. When we continue, Clifton Douglas, my guest here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Still to come, we're going to speak with West Virginia men's soccer head coach Dan Stratford on the news that West Virginia is joining Conference USA for the fall 2022 season as an associate member for men's soccer. But to tell us a little bit more about how it came about, I want to welcome to the program now the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA, Clifton Douglas. And Clifton, thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm sure it's been a pretty busy last few days, especially with the news that West Virginia is going to be joining the league Soccer seems to be the um, the standout sport right now in Conference USA. It, it definitely is, especially as we wrap up the end of the year. This was definitely some good news um, that we were able to release um, late in the season going into the summer, and we're, we're pretty excited about it, and I know West Virginia is as well. I think the first thing to talk about is the fact that now, and I'm sure this didn't have too much bearing in the invitation, but West Virginia and Marshall – going at each other, two in-state foes, two solid soccer programs. Marshall, the big brother here in this with the national championship. But you know, when you were looking at this uh, from a league standpoint, you know, was that a factor as to welcoming West Virginia into the league? It, it sort of made sense in the scheduling to have maybe a travel partner with Marshall plus the built-in rivalry right there? Uh, well, definitely. Potentially... Uh... I know that that rivalry is is going to be very exciting for our fans in Conference USA, um, but we're we're a league right now. Um, we're men's soccer pro with several men's soccer programs that um, have some exciting things going on. Some very powerful teams, along with um, this, will make a total of four affiliates um, from different conferences. So we we really pride ourselves on our men's soccer. Uh, Marshall has done a really good job, definitely over the last few years of standing out, and we we feel that. Adding West Virginia is going to create some excitement over on the East Coast for us, um, and definitely they're going to they're going to add some pieces to our league that are going to make us stronger. So, um, being this year having three teams in, that participated in the postseason, uh, we're definitely looking to increase that number here in the near future. That was something I spoke with Chris Grassy 
from uh, Marshall a couple days ago, and he mentioned that three bids this year when WVU and Coastal Carolina in the league, it probably goes up to five bids. I don't know if he's being optimistic or if that's just going to be the standard that Conference USA is shooting for to be one of the best soccer leagues hands down uh, year after year. Yeah, there's definitely some optimism there, but I think that's that's also the standard that we're setting for ourselves. I think um, with with us having three teams get selected um, in this year with a with a smaller field says a lot about Conference USA men's soccer. And I think when you're adding a a team the caliber of West Virginia and, and Coastal Carolina, then I think that that definitely is going to have us in a, a very solid position in the soccer world over the next two years. Joining me on the program, Clifton Douglas, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services and Conference USA. West Virginia announced as an associate member in Conference USA for men's soccer starting in 2022. So how did this process begin? You know, where did the overture come from? Where was the, hey, this will be a good idea to invite West Virginia? Where was the, the genesis of that, that invitation? So it actually started while we were in the process of um, working through the details of adding Coastal Carolina for this upcoming fall. So I think, of course, as everyone knows, the Sun Belt um, had to dissolve their men's soccer program. Um, several schools doing away with the sport, so they lost their uh, they fell under the minimum requirements in order to sponsor the sport. So they had a few teams that were looking for homes. Coastal Carolina was someone that um, interested us and they had some interest in joining us as well. So after, during that conversation, um, I think it was during some administrative meetings, there was, it had been rumored that the, that West Virginia and the Mac were looking at um, potentially doing something different in the future. So I think there were some previous relationships there um, that started some conversations. And, and then ultimately our, our commissioner, Judy McLeod and, and their AD, uh, ended up on the phone and talking through some details and and we that kind of started the conversation and we and we decided that they would be a great fit and they were interested and we moved we moved forward from there was there any initial support from member institutions say a a charlotte say a marshall say a kentucky to maybe push the conference in that direction a little bit more um I won't say just necessarily to push us in that direction, but it was definitely um, a unanimous decision. I think that the ADs in our in our league right now who who sponsor the sport of men's soccer were all in agreement that they would be a great fit and that it would definitely improve Conference USA men's soccer. <clears throat> so there was no question that that they would, you know, do a great job in the league and and also create some new and exciting conference matchups. Um, outside of the current non-conference matchups that they usually have um, within our league. My guest is Clifton Douglas, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services and Conference USA. And you mentioned those matchups. Of course, Marshall, West Virginia, more of the one that we're interested in the most. But West Virginia, Kentucky, West Virginia, Charlotte, and the list can go on and on. Uh, There's some really exciting matchups. Plus, you seem to now, with the league, have... Kentucky, an SEC school, you have South Carolina, you have a Big 12 school in, in West Virginia, and you have an attractive core group of Conference USA schools 
all coming together. Do you envision this being the core group, or are you looking for even more expansion? You know, what are the short-term and long-term goals here? Because 10 seems like it's a pretty good number. No, definitely. 10 is definitely a, a very solid number. I think that uh, we're very comfortable there. Um, it's a nice, even number um, for us. And honestly, it wasn't necessarily something that we were looking at. Um, when we started off, we, we had nine institutions that competed in men's soccer a couple of years ago before New Mexico um, eliminated their program. So we dropped down to eight. And we were pretty comfortable there. Uh, we weren't in a at a point where we just felt we needed to add one or two more members. Um, but it, a lot of it was right place, right time, with the right interest. Um, and, you know, luck of the draw, we ended up with having some interest from two really great programs. And um, Coastal Carolina, of course, coming in this year, and West Virginia was able to um, agree to join us in 2022. And, you know, for us, we're really excited about it. We feel that they're a great addition, but who knows what the future holds, really. Um, again, weren't necessarily looking to, to make a move, but as the coastal conversation continued um, and West Virginia potentially having having some flexibility, we decided to go ahead and, and do what we felt would be best for Conference USA men's soccer. Clifton Douglas joins me, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services Conference USA. And with that number of 10 now, once you get to 2022, it, what do you anticipate as far as formatics, conference tournament, scheduling, and how do you envision this? I mean, or could you see maybe, say, Marshall, West Virginia pair up as travel partners when going to Florida, vice versa, and, and grouping everyone in with a travel partner trying to make this league make more sense from a schedule standpoint? So definitely in discussions right now with our scheduler, um, just trying to see what, what fits and what makes the most sense. Um, of course, from a balance standpoint, we would try to make sure nobody's traveling to West Virginia twice from a non-conference or I'm sorry, from a conference standpoint to, to play West Virginia and Marshall in the, both in West Virginia in the same year. So, Definitely um, a few talking points that we still need to, to highlight and, and take a look at from a scheduling standpoint, working with our scheduler now on some details this summer um, and trying to stay on top of that because coaches are already working on non-conference. So we have a little bit of time, but we don't have um, a great amount of time. So we're, we're definitely working through some of that process now. Um, currently, we're in our scheduling is a standpoint where our teams play um, single game contest during the weekend and then they have their weekend their weekdays open for non-conference competition so not quite sure what that final format is going to look like in 2022 but it's definitely in the works looking at marshall bringing it back just a little bit closer to home for us with marshall winning the national championship how does the league continue to build upon that i mean it's Chris Grassy talking about, okay, now we got to go out and do it again. You know, we're trying to build a legacy here. As a, as a league, though, it seems that sports like baseball, sports like softball, sports like soccer now are really where this conference's strength lie. You know, what is the league trying to do maybe to capitalize that and build upon that? No, we're, we're, we're definitely aware um of men's soccer contributions and what they do uh, year in and year out. They've been one of our stronger, 
our stronger program. Um, I think for the in the past five years or six years since I've been in the league, uh, we've also had some recent success having multiple teams get at-large bids in, in um, baseball, softball, and then also women's volleyball as well. So we're we're really excited about some of these sports that don't usually get as much um, national highlight when you start talking about opportunities to compete on national television. Um, but we are well aware of the talent that we have in, in the conference, and, and we definitely want to continue to build on that as well. So, um, But, you know, Chris is totally right. Um, you have to, in, in essence, do it again now. So um, they've been really good, and they've grown and gotten better really quickly. I think it was about four years ago, I think Marshall hosted our, our conference tournament and didn't compete in it. So four years later, Chris Grassi is, is leading them to a national championship. So I think that for us, it's a, um, we're going to continue to put a spotlight on our programs and try to get them out in as much as possible in the, in the national light. And I think the addition of some quality competition in conference is going to continue to grow that spotlight as well and, and open them up to a new fan base that, that normally isn't watching Conference USA soccer. Clifton Douglas, my guest, he's the commissioner, assistant commissioner for sports services in Conference USA. All right, Clifton, before I let you go, uh, can I get you to break any news with me? You got anything maybe you haven't told anyone yet? Sort of maybe like where the Conference USA tournament's going to be in soccer, anything like that I can maybe talk you out of giving me? Well, I I can I can actually give you the uh, the men's soccer championship will actually be at Charlotte this year. Okay. Uh, so that uh, it's not too much breaking news, it's, it's kind of been released but that was just um voted on and approved recently in our in our board meetings so charlotte will host our men's soccer championship um in this coming november so you know all you heard fans we look forward to having you guys down there okay charlotte and then maybe we can get the uh the thundering herd back into the rotation here and can i get you forward looking or are we are we too far out uh, we might be a little bit too far out. I, I think I'm. We're excited about the programs and and how we ended the season last year. I think um, we're with the growth this year, going to nine teams competing. I'm just looking forward to uh, looking forward to a, a good year, and it's going to be here before we know it. So we're just trying to get geared up and ready for it. Clifton Douglas, my guest. He's assistant commissioner for sports services and Conference USA. Clifton, thanks for spending a few minutes with us talking about this, and uh, looking forward to catching up with you soon. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Paul. That's Clifton Douglas. Conference USA getting bigger in 2021 with Coastal Carolina and in 2022 with West Virginia. When we continue, I've got WVU men's soccer head coach Dan Stratford with me to talk about West Virginia joining Conference USA. That's when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the West Virginia men's soccer team, Dan Stratford. News coming out earlier this week that West Virginia is joining Conference USA for the 2022 season as an affiliate member of the league. Men's soccer has really taken off in the state of West Virginia over the years, and Coach is now with us. And Coach, between you and I think Chris Grassy, is West Virginia the mecca now, at least on the East Coast, of men's soccer? <laughs> uh, maybe. I think um, I think you uh, maybe the slight there to uh, University of Charleston as well on the Division Two level, who 
who won 10 out of 10 games this season as well uh, and was obviously, um, you know, where I've just come from and where Chris came from before then. So I think between the three of us, uh, yeah, you make a pretty good argument for sure. When talking to Chris the other day about this, uh, he pointed out that in conversations with you, your goal is to, when these games are played, when Marshall and WVU are playing in, in league action, if you're not selling out and having 10,000 strong in the stands, wherever this game is being played, you're not doing it right. Uh, yeah, is, is that the conversation you're having with him? Or is he just telling that for my benefit? No, that's absolutely true. I think when you look at the momentum uh, that they've gained over the last semester and obviously specifically uh, towards the end of the season on their national championship run, um, you know, it didn't look like a struggle to sell those 5,000 seats um, in, in Kerry, North Carolina. So when we're what, a little more than two hours apart, I think he's absolutely right. And we've, we've had a lot of these conversations when I first got the job, which is what just over a year and a half ago that first and foremost, we need to pick this fixture back up. Um, and then, you know, as things have matriculated, lo and behold, we find ourselves with an opportunity to join Conference USA. So uh, I'm I'm in complete agreement with Chris on that, that, um, you know, this completely raises the, the profile of college soccer specific to uh, the state. Um, again, they've had an incredible year uh, and that's generated a lot more interest as well. I hope that that will uh, actually honestly have a, a positive outcome for, for us and our, our fan base. Um, and again, we'll, we'll head down there this fall, uh, and, and I expect it to be to be a packed house when we get there. And, and that's a great experience, a great environment for all the student athletes and the fans that are there. So, so how do we uh, how do we provide as, as great a capacity as we can to get as many people uh, engaged and excited about the sport and, and about our teams as possible? Joining us on the program, the head coach of the West Virginia men's soccer team, Dan Stratford, and the announcement comes out. And a lot of speculation that, okay, maybe this came about because the way that the season went in the Mid-American Conference. And, of course, you've talked about the disappointment of the NCAA not selecting West Virginia. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm with you there. I thought your resume was excellent. You deserve to be among those teams selected. But with all of that said, this isn't just because of recent problems, if you want to call it that, with the Mid-American Conference. This is something that's been in the works before that, moving to Conference USA. From uh, from your point of view, how does this benefit West Virginia? Because you're leaving a pretty good conference to begin with to join Conference USA. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think first and foremost, um, we have a good home uh, and have a good home here in the fall of 21 as well in the MAC. Um, listen, this is something that's been in the works for probably nearly, well, just over six months now. This was presented to me in January as a potential option. Um, you know, we did our due diligence and, uh, and analyzed everything, cost, uh, quality of competition, RPI, uh, things of that nature, travel. Um, and there were, a, it was a close race. It was, a, a, again, as you, as you mentioned, we have a good home. Um, we're in a good conference. Ultimately, I think we just felt like we were going to be joining a slightly better conference. Um, obviously, the tradition of Conference USA uh, and, if you like, the, the rise of Marshall to then add to that um, tradition of, of, of high-profile programs and top ten programs within that conference probably just picked that you know took the took the edge. Uh, and with what our ambitions are as a program to be amongst that group as well, uh, what bread, what better conference to be in, um, and obviously be you know. 
uh, butting heads and uh, rubbing shoulders with the likes of the national champions with Marshall and and then you know uh, as well as uh, Kentucky and Charlotte who made the national tournament this year. Coastal Carolina joined this season in 2021. They were a tournament team this year. Uh, and there are many others such as, you know, FIU uh, and with South Carolina getting a new head coach that will have a lot to say about that as well. So it's going to be an incredibly competitive conference. Uh, I like the light, I like the idea of having a 10-team conference. Obviously, the MAC was a slightly smaller group than that of teams. Um, and again, there's some great marquee fixtures that our players will be excited about, uh, that hopefully the fans will be excited about. And, and, and for all those reasons, it just really felt like it made a lot of sense. I'm glad you bring all of that up because this isn't just, hey, Marshall is in this conference. They won the national championship. You mentioned how deep this conference is. Charlotte, Kentucky, South Carolina. If the Big 12 offered men's soccer, that's where you'd be right now. But with that being said, some of the best teams in soccer right now in college right here in Conference USA. And I'm looking forward to West Virginia, Kentucky. I don't know about you, but that's probably the other one I'm circling on the schedule once WVU joins the league. Definitely, definitely. And and uh, yeah, funnily enough, you know, that was a fixture that we have picked out. So um, our schedule isn't quite official yet, but I'll, I will share that we do play Kentucky this fall away as well. And that would have been, a, you know, a, a home and away agreement for them to return to us in, in 2022. Uh, and again, lo and behold, we find ourselves in an opportunity uh, to join their conference and join that league. So uh, the likes of them, the fact that we played you know, Charlotte this, this season, we even played ODU in preseason, is really a testament to the quality of, of um, competition and the strength of depth that there is within the conference. Does this make it easier or harder to recruit to now? Because on, on the one hand, you're joining a conference which I think both WVU and Conference USA benefit from the partnership. So you're joining a better league. The league is getting a quality program in West Virginia. But at the same time, I know you're looking down the road and there's Chris Grassy. You guys know each other so well. You're probably going after some of, of the same kids trying to uh, bring them to the Mountain State. Is it just going to be fun now? You're uh, not only going to be competing with Coach Grassy, but you're going to be recruiting against him. Everything that goes into going up against someone on a yearly basis in conference. Yeah, and, and we've been doing that already, quite honestly. Um, it, it, quite honestly, even when um, there was the, the transition when Chris first moved to Marshall and I, and I took over at Charleston, there were there were you know, players that were um, on both of our radars, and, and that certainly hasn't uh, changed since I got the job here at WVU with. With two recruiting cycles, you know, I've been aware of players that that, um, that Chris has missed out that have joined us, uh, and and vice versa, and and that's going to continue. Uh, I think that's very much the nature of the business. I think what Chris has proven, uh, and what we hope to continue to prove, is um, you know, there's so many thousands of of high quality players out there available. Um, it's a global market from that standpoint. Um, and, and and once you get those good players, it's really about the culture you try to create, uh, the environment you try to create within your program that will define your success. Um, it's very easy to get caught up on on just getting the best players possible. But quite honestly, there are just so many to choose from. Um, we're very, very fortunate in that regard that it's quite a unique element of our sport that, that you can go overseas. You can literally pick any country and you're going to find a, a pool of, of, of talent. Um, and that's certainly not to dis- disregard the talent here, uh, not only in the state, but in uh, across the United States. So um, 
you know, I'll be in uh, in Dallas at the MLS Next Showcase, and I know Chris will be there. We'll be in Greensboro, North Carolina, coming up at the ECNLs, and I know that the staff of Marshall will be there as well. Um, so it, that's that's a very very common element of of what we do, um, and kind of what we run into when it comes to you know recruiting up against Chris and and, and the likes of other teams within Conference USA. West Virginia men's soccer head coach Dan Strafford joining us on the program. West Virginia will be an affiliate member of the league for men's soccer starting in the 2022 season. And you bring up a good point. So many more players on the stage now that you can recruit to. But at the same time, I'm kind of getting the feeling from both you and Chris that you're trying to grow that homegrown talent best you can as well, trying to find those kids that could play at the Division One level, play for a West Virginia, play in Conference USA. And you've seen soccer from all levels uh, as uh, as you've been a coach involved in the state. Uh, how has that grown uh, since you've been involved with youth soccer and, and every other level? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been here now 17 years. I came to WVU as a freshman in 2004. I had a number of teammates, not just domestic, but but from the state of West Virginia. Um, and, and with the greatest respect to them, it, it, it's come it's come on leaps and bounds over that period of time. Uh, I think the, the evolution of soccer in this country, the growth, uh, the youth level, um, when you look at the expansion of the MLS, um, the successes that the national team have had on, on certainly on the women's side, but at, at times uh, significant success in the World Cup on the men's side as well it's just continued to grow the sport so um, with that said naturally uh, you know there's been greater involvement at the youth level uh, and at the younger grassroots level as well um, so uh, as I said from that perspective it, it, it's great to have you know when we did play Marshall this season the likes of Colin McConyers playing for, for Marshall at centre-back uh, Ike Swagger from Fairmont playing up front for us uh, Elijah Borneo playing um, who's, who's a Morgantown kid. And, and ironically, I think it was probably 2008 and, and I'd just come back as a volunteer assistant. You know, I find myself coaching a U11, U12 team and those three boys were on it. So um, I, I coached that team. I remember taking them on a tournament and, 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 and yeah, uh, fast forward to the spring of 2021 and the three of them are playing for, for Marshall and West Virginia respectively. So there are no players, no other players on your team that quite know what it means to represent your home state, um, whether that be for Marshall or for West Virginia. Um, and you need that type of influence. You need that type of leadership. Um, the players that truly understand what that means to the state, what it means to the community that, that can help um, grow your culture within your squad. Um, that's very, very important when you have others who are brand new to it, um, which obviously the international players are. And, and there's a fair share on, on Chris's team and, and similarly on ours right now. So it's important to get that balance right. Uh, and, and I think as a result, um, you know, it would be naive of us, uh, naive of both of us, to disregard the, the, the domestic talent and certainly the, the local talent here in West Virginia as well. Dan Streffer joins us, head coach of the West Virginia men's soccer program. West Virginia will be joining Conference USA as an affiliate member in 2022. I'm glad you brought that up because Chris addressed that with me the other day. I want to get your take as far as the international players are concerned. Some people have frowned upon the international players as. You know, you're finding great talent wherever you can find it. And I don't think a lot of people understand when you bring these players in, they're making a, a conscious choice to come to West Virginia for you, to play and learn in Morgantown and be a part of the community. If you could just speak to how important those young men have been being part of the community in the state, 
for Morgantown because they're not hired mercenaries as maybe some have implied. <laughs> as far and, and I think you know what I'm talking about as far as yeah, you're looking for the, the the best young men that fit your program, what you're trying to do, and they're making an active choice to come and be a part of what you're doing in Morgantown, West Virginia. Absolutely, and I think I think Chris and I are both living proof of that. You know, Chris went to Alderson Broadus, that's a school here in in, in the state. Um, I myself obviously went came here to WVU. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure with respect, uh, those those fans and, and those supporters are thrilled that, that Chris is at the helm. Uh, at Marshall, but that really wouldn't have happened had he, uh, you know, never took that plunge and 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 joined a collegiate soccer program here in the U.S. and specifically here in West Virginia, because from there he went on to to get his graduate assistantship and start down that coaching path at Marshall. Um, and, and again, um, time flies, but here he is again as the head coach now. And, and similarly for me, um, you, you don't truly know what it means. Uh, when you first get here, but that is something that grows uh, over your over your period of time with the program. Um, I do think that's something now the 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 level of awareness of these international students of not just the specific programs, but what it means to be a, a collegiate athlete. I think they have a far better understanding than than both Chris and I probably did when we made this um, this decision uh, to come to the U.S. So I think that's I think that's a little unfair to, to draw criticism to that. Probably the best example I could think to give you would be, um, and this will be going back a few years, but I, I recall Joe Herbert playing um, for uh, Mountaineer Basketball, who was from Germany, um, because simply he was he was not just good enough, but he was a very very good collegiate basketball player. Um, we're just in a very very unique situation that that our sport is the most popular sport everywhere else in the world. So, um, you know, what would Neil Brown do? What would Bob Huggins do? Uh, what would the likes of all these other collegiate coaches from all these other programs and other sports do if they had, if they had that wealth of talent um, overseas? Uh, and you do see internationals come over. I, I just think with respect to those sports, there just isn't as much talent to choose from uh, as you might find specific to ours. So, um, again, it, it, it's always that balance. Um, and then with respect to, to, to Chris and to Marshall, and quite honestly to us at West Virginia, some of the domestic talent is still difficult to pull. It's still difficult to draw the best domestic talent here to West Virginia. If um, Yeah, even if they're from West Virginia, they may have ambitions to, to travel somewhere else and to live somewhere else and experience somewhere else. But we're continuing to fight You know, the, the likes of those um, more commonly known uh, programs within the, the men's soccer community, some of those schools from the ACC, the likes of Stanford, Indiana, um, who obviously uh, Marshall played. You saw how many domestic players there were on that program. Well, uh, I, you know, take it from us, I can assure you it's much easier to recruit a kid to Indiana than it is to either WVU or Marshall from that perspective. So um, those challenges will, will hopefully be alleviated as, as uh uh, as our program continues to grow and improve, and, and I'm sure Chris has has felt like since their um, their successes that they have more access, greater access, and and as a result, a, a greater fighting chance of recruiting some of those players away from some of those other programs that I alluded to. My guest is Dan Stratford, head coach of the West Virginia soccer program. The Mountaineers are going to be an affiliate member of Conference USA for men's soccer starting in fall of 2022. And speaking of fall 2022. You mentioned earlier you're in a league with nine other teams. That means there's a possibility for travel partners. There's a possibility to to really do this in a, a smart, intelligent way. 
And that means possibly you get to spend a few days in Florida during those fall cold months. I'm sure right now uh, you are a very popular person among your your team as far as what their future travel looks like. Yeah, I think I've had my my SID, my equipment manager, my um, my sport oversight, our nutritionist, our psychologist. They they've all asked for an extra ticket when we when we head to Florida in 2022. So it's going to be a larger travel party than perhaps we had with respect to uh, DeKalb, Illinois, uh, or Western Michigan last year. Um, but no, I mean there is obviously an element of that that is appealing as well. I think we're the most northern team now it, it, that will be in that in that conference. Um, and as you alluded to, there's, there's, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing this as intelligently as we can. And, and, uh, at the same time, um, you know, the, the fiscal element of us transitioning to conference USA was something that was studied thoroughly. Uh, and, and we actually felt like it was pretty much the same as, as what it was, um, to be a, a member of the Mac as well. So, um, it was really a win-win on both sides and, and even from an element of uh, recruiting perspective, you know, the the appeal of perhaps playing at the likes of FIU, FAU, um, the Carolinas now with Coastal and South Carolina in the, in the conference. Um, those are appealing locations to uh, not just our domestic recruits, but the international recruits as well. My guest, the head coach of the West Virginia men's soccer team, Dan Stratford, WVU, affiliate member now, Conference USA starting in fall of 2022. Coach, uh, it's been fun to, to follow soccer in the state over the last few years. Uh, you're a big part of that, and uh, thanks for uh, doing this. I appreciate the time, and hopefully we'll get you back soon. And uh, I'm looking forward to when we get to see you on a more regular basis uh, back and forth between Huntington and Morgantown in league play. Definitely. So am I. Thanks for having me on the call. Dan Stratford, head coach of the Mountaineers, an affiliate member starting in 2022 for men's soccer. We will continue with your phone calls. The White Claw phone lines open up now at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up on The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Busy day today. Marshall University Board of Governors Sports Committee meeting. Luke Creasy on hand. He's also a friend of the program, and he joins us now, now working for the Herald-Dispatch. And, uh, yeah, we went long, Luke, so um, these are probably going to be really quick questions and very thoughtful replies. Uh, First of all, uh, the Car Sports Committee, uh, I'm sorry, Car Sports comes out with the basically the, the cliff notes here of Marshall's understaffed, underpaid, and uh, needs more revenue. Um, is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty accurate. But uh, above all of that, there were a couple representatives on the, on the call today that uh, did say they didn't find any mismanagement and leadership among all that. So, uh, yes, there are some improvements that, that need to be made according to this report, but uh, the management side of it seems to be going well. So management's going well. The funding, though, is the issue, whereas there are a lot of positions that are um, unfilled at the moment. A lot of turnover, I'm sure, because uh, the price is, uh, well, not competitive. And um, they also recommended some new ways possibly to increase revenue because that seems to be where the the, the shortfall is. Uh, Marshall is has enough to get by but really can't take it to the next level or excel. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right in saying that, and that's the the gist of what they said. Now, how Marshall, you know, takes this information and does that uh, remains to be seen. But there's going to be a lot of fundraising going on in the near future um, for the the baseball stadium, which uh, which again was a hot point in that discussion today as well. Luke Creasy is joining me from the Herald Dispatch. Also, the baseball park. A little short on funding right now. We go back to the same theme, something we've always known. Uh, it's going to take a lot of money to build this. And, you know, the the plans were for something a little bit more grander, and those had to be trimmed, and there's still a huge shortfall. Yeah, I was walking through the fourth floor uh, of our building the other day, looking through some archives, and I found the front page paper from 2019 uh, talking about how Marshall was supposed to have a, a baseball stadium for the 2021 season. Uh, that didn't happen, um, you know, and the pandemic pushed things back even further. But uh, they've been persistent in moving forward with the project. Now it's, uh, it's going to go out for a rebid in March 2022. So that's, uh, you know, just a little under a year from now. It'll go out for a rebid again. And they've cut about $6 million back out of those um, things or out of the design plan. And that includes, uh, you know, things like instead of double poles for the lights, to hang banners in between, they're moving to a single pole. They're they're reworking some uh, some piping things and, and reducing the number of ticket booths there are. Um, so no major changes in in the design, but the total project cost is now sitting around twenty five million, um, and they're about fifteen million short in funding. They have about three million in the pocket and in pledges right now, um, expecting another seven million on top of that. Uh, to come in. They're confident that that's going to come in shortly. That source has not been announced yet, um, but uh, they're confident that additional $7 million is going to come in. But right now, you're sitting with $3 million in the pocket and in pledges for a $25 million stadium. And so, still a long way to go. Luke Creasy is joining me from the Herald Dispatch. Uh, we're going to hold the show just for a couple minutes before we head into a statewide sports line so I can talk to Luke a little bit more. Any indication that they're close, the administration, anywhere close to maybe making this more of a reality. It feels like with everything you've just told me, 2024 seems very ambitious right now. Yeah, and, and, and that was kind of my thought, too. I, I talked with uh, soon-to-be interim athletic director Jeff O'Malley. He's going to sit in uh, temporarily for Mike Hamrick after this month uh, when Hamrick officially steps down. Um, but I talked with him after and I looked him dead in the eye and said, how confident are you guys in this timeline? Cause this isn't the first timeline that people have seen. Uh, it's not the first timeline that's come before the board of governors. Um, and so he said, I'm confident that this is going to get done. Uh, it looks like a long shot. Um, because for decades, you know, people of Huntington, uh, baseball recruits have been told, you know, there's a stadium coming and now they have an empty lot. Um, so I guess an empty lot is progress. Um, talking about building it is progress. And I think they're closer than they have been, but um, you know, this timeline isn't too far off from when they wanted to build it. You know, when they talked about it back in 2019, so you're still talking about a two year window. This one's a little bit longer than that initial um, timeline for construction, but but the uh, administration seems pretty confident it, that they're going to get this one done, and um, you know, time will tell. 
Are you getting any feeling that maybe this is something the Board of Governors or any other entities are, are looking at thinking, OK, maybe this is a, a bridge too far. We can't reach it. Let's move on. And anything like that coming up in any conversations? You know, honestly, it hasn't come up in conversation yet, but th- there's a lot going on um, with the Board of Governors right now. Um, you know, they're just starting presidential search uh, you know, with the news that, that Dr. Gilbert was going to step down and uh, we'll have to conduct a search for a new athletic director. And there's a lot of moving pieces around um, around this project now. Uh, when you talk about the consistency that Marshall has had over the past few years, that consistency isn't there anymore. Um, you know, Hamrick uh, has taken a role in the president's office to kind of help uh, continue the baseball stadium project, but uh, that remains to be seen uh, w- what exactly his role is going to be. So, um, you know, 2024 does seem uh, a bit ambitious, um, but I think they want to give fans something to be excited about. But, you know, at the same time, you wonder when is that excitement fatigue and, and continuing to be promised something uh, going to run, run dry on the fan base, you know, before they actually start to see some progress made on, on a building. Luke Creasy's with me from the Herald-Dispatch, the baseball park, a big topic today. And I think you're right as far as there is a fatigue. It's almost a running joke. The thing's never going to be built. And I, I'm sure the university and the administration is aware of that. And I'm curious, though, when will it get to a point where either it's going to be built or it's just going to not happen? Because if they don't break ground soon, I don't know when. You know, I, I, I think if you get, you know, a year into this, uh, you know, when you're starting to try and bid out this project and starting to owe people money, I think if you're not close to that goal, that $25 million that, that you want to have to build this, um, you know, I don't see how uh, you can be that hopeful that it's going to come in the future. Uh, you know, they released this big campaign, you know, heard rises when, uh, when, when they broke ground and, and purchased the property over uh, on Fifth Avenue. Um, and, and there was a lot of excitement around that. And then the pandemic kind of killed all that momentum. Um, and, and, and now you're sitting a long way away from a goal and a long way away in terms of money uh, of building a baseball stadium. So, um, you know, it, 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 I think if this timeline doesn't work, um, they're going to have a hard time convincing people that this will be built. Luke Creasy joins me from the Herald-Dispatch. You can read his coverage in the Herald-Dispatch online at herald-dispatch.com. Luke, I'll talk to you again soon. Um, Good job today. Everyone was following your Twitter account. Uh, Hopefully you got a few more followers. Yeah, I love covering these meetings because I covered the one in May, uh, and I got about 90 new followers that day, and I got about 30 that joined me on the Twitterverse today. So I'll have to keep covering those meetings. Keep uh, people coming in at luke creasy on twitter i'm at paul swan we both could appreciate your follows luke i'll talk to you soon thanks for joining me that's going to do it for this edition of the drive on espn 94.1 and am 930 WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News, I'm Alex Thomas. Obamacare still stands.